Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cozy Rainbow Podcast. My name is Tammy, but my students know me as Miss Tammy. My name is Joe, and I'm a man of raw. Haha. <laughs> On today's episode of the Cozy Rainbow Podcast, we're talking all about ramen noodles. Delicious, beloved meal. We're going to start off with some trivia questions. Actually, you know what? Before we get started, Joe, how many times a week do you think you eat ramen? I mean, not that often. I wouldn't say it's a weekly thing. Oh, okay. But then so you- again, we are we are like getting out of winter break. Mm-hmm. So it is ramen noodle I, time. I do expect my ramen intake to sharply increase. Okay, cool. I just want to give the listeners an idea of how much I wrote this episode for you because you love ramen. This is this is true. Mm-hmm. So you should do really well on this on these trivia questions. Uh, we'll see. With that in mind, here we go with number one. The secret ingredient in ramen noodles is what? Uh, noodles. No, is it A, baking soda, B, alkaline solution, C, tapioca starch, or D, egg whites? Now, can I ask for clarification by what you mean when you say alkaline solution? No. Go ahead and, what do you know, alkaline, you could define the word maybe for the listeners. Alkaline is like, if I'm remembering right, alkaline means like dead center between acid and base, right? No, I think it's on the basic side. Actually, I can't remember, but we're going to talk about it. Okay. Wait, no, we're not. Oh, okay. Wait, yes, we are. What? I don't know. Just give it your best guess. I said no. You can't know anything else about alkaline solution. Anyway, okay. You said baking soda. The one that it's obviously not. Uh, tapioca starch. Tapioca starch and... Egg whites. Egg whites. All right. Egg whites and tapioca starch both seem pretty uh, reasonable. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say uh, tapioca starch. Okay, great. Good guess. Number two. Which of the following is not a popular ramen topping? Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> a, cheese. <laughs> yeah. B, wood fungus. Okay. C, peanut butter. Uh, all right. Or D, jellyfish. All right. Now, don't quote me on this, but you say wood fungus, and that doesn't sound like something that's especially edible to me. I agree with you. Right. Okay. I guess we'll go with that then. Okay. Wood fungus. <laughs> Number three. What does MSG stand for? Monosodium glutamate. Okay. That's letter A. Letter B oh. <laughs> is, oh, I guess I usually do a true or false. But anyway, this one's multiple choice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A, monosodium glutamate. Yeah. B, many salt grains. C, mmm, so good. Or D, monosulfur grenadine. I don't know if you mentioned this, but I do I do know what they what the original name, like monosodium glutamate is obviously a very scientific sort of yeah. name Yeah, many salt I know, grains. I know, I know what, like they, the original like fancy name the 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 trade name they give it in like China mm-hmm. is uh well, you know in Chinese the essence of taste oh yeah what a great name yeah so obviously that means mm, so good now it means monosodium glutamate yes good okay so we're gonna get into the answers to these trivia questions excuse me trivia questions and even more after this short break. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about some common ramen ingredients, what ramen noodles are made of, if ramen's healthy for you, if it expires, and where ramen noodles are originally from. 
as well as uh, some unexpected ways to ramen and, you know, the ways that you people usually have their ramen. A real stacked episode today, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, lots to learn. So common ramen ingredients. Here we go. A typical bowl of ramen consists of noodles broth, sauce, a fat or oil, and toppings. Some popular ramen toppings are corn, scallions, wood ear mushrooms, which is also called kikurage, garlic, seaweed, bean sprouts, and pickled ginger. An egg or fish cake is another way to add a bit of protein to ramen. I take mine with an egg. Mm-hmm. Joe loves his eggs. Beloved egg. Okay, now, Joe, I, I think you might have missed this. Yeah. One of the answers to the trivia questions was in there. You tell me wood ear fungus? <laughs> yeah. Wood ear mushrooms. Wood ear mushroom? Uh-huh. That is, that's, that's what we're... That's, that's the wood fungus. Sorry. What ear mushrooms are mushrooms that grow off the side of trees and they look like ears. So you can call them wood ear mushrooms or you can call them wood fungus. Interesting to call it. Yeah, interesting to call it fungus, which makes it sound inedible as opposed to a mushroom, which sounds perfectly edible. I agree with you. And the only reason why I put that in there is because because I wanted you to get a question wrong, Joe. Yes, that's one reason. (laughs) And the second reason is because recently I went to a ramen restaurant and, well, I go there all the time, and they have wood fungus as one of their toppings, and I think it sounds really disgusting, but it's actually just mushrooms. And when you think of it like that, it's not as bad. So I thought I would include it. Not every fungus is a mushroom. It's very important to be specific about these things. Mm-hmm. But um, this specific wood ear fungus, yeah, it, I'm, I'm talking about a mushroom. Yeah. So I just want people to know, you know, if you like mushrooms. I just want people to know that Tammy very purposefully, deceptively phrased this. No, I didn't. No, me and you. No, I didn't. It's called it's (laughs) called wood fungus on my local ramen restaurant on their menu. That really is one of their toppings. It's in like every single ramen. And it sounds like it's not edible, but it actually is because what they wouldn't serve it to you if it wasn't. And it's one thing to read it off of a restaurant menu. Be like, well, it's like I'm the just reading you the menu. Shut this down yet, so it must be fine. <laughs> As opposed to hearing it from you, who are very purposefully trying to deceive me with these trivia questions. Well, I thought you might figure it out that it's not jellyfish because jellyfish isn't like. You ever heard of fugu? No, I haven't. Well, you see, fugu is a poisonous blowfish, right? Ooh. And they eat that. Right, it take, it's so it very, doesn't seem very poisonous. Incredibly carefully and delicately prepared, so as not to kill you when you eat it. Yikes! That sounds like why risk it? Is it really good? It's a delicacy. Delicacy in Japan. So that has nothing to do with jellyfish. No, I'm saying that, like, one, number one, not you only never say never. Well, I said popular. popular, popular. It's seafood. People like seafood. Yeah, I don't. I'm saying that jellyfish sounds significantly more edible than wood fungus. Wood fungus. Yeah. What if I said wood fungi? Uh, well, <laughs> now, now you just seem irresponsible. Like you're just walking outside and just scraping <laughs> some off of the side of a tree, throwing your almond. That tastes. That's a, that, That's fine. That's a you, fine aroma. I will say. <laughs> I will say. I could have said wood ear fungus. Would that have made it an easier guess for you instead of just wood fungus? Maybe. 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 Okay. Anyway, speaking of fish, a Japanese fish cake or Naruto Maki is a white topping with the pink swirl inside. It's have you do you know what I'm talking about, Joe? They're yeah. like I don't know what to call the shape of them. 
I'm like making it with my finger right now. It's not a circle. They're usually it's more you know, like, like a doily. Like a cartoon sun. Yeah, yeah, like it's got like the rounded like boink 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 on the outside. I don't know. Anyway, and there's a pink swirl inside. They look really cute. I don't like fish though, so I found it very disturbing when I found out that that is made out of fish. It doesn't look like it should be. It looks like candy. It looks like it should be a piece of candy. I, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking you about. You know? Oh, okay. How did you find out that it was fish? Because I found I, out by tasting it. Well, I certainly I didn't think people were putting candy in their ramen. I don't know what I thought it was. I guess the pink gave it away that it's fish. Anyway, yeah, they are prepared ahead of time from the fish, and they're made out of fish, egg whites, and salt. Yeah. This episode is like me trying to warn, not warn people. Ramen is delicious. It's me encouraging you to try these new toppings, I guess. Maybe uh, if you're, I don't really like uh, uh, mushrooms and I don't really like fish, so they're not really for me. I don't even really like ramen. I don't, I don't know why. I no, mean. I love ramen. <laughs> I love ramen. It's a very versatile dish. Okay. Ramen toppings. We're still on it. A not so typical bowl of ramen may have extravagant toppings like cheese or peanut butter. Peanut very butter. Very American. No, no, well, maybe. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> but peanut butter is said to add a nice creamy addition to a spicy ramen. And it sounds weird until you get into peanut sauce. No, I mean, it doesn't sound that weird. I think it sounds weird. Oh, well, <laughs> sure. So, like, right? I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's peanut butter, right? But yeah, I mean, I'm sure other creamy? people think uh, PB&J is weird. So, but, it's all relative. Some people think peanut butter, maybe peanuts, period, are weird, huh? I would have to agree with that. Like, what did you tell me the other day that beans beans are legumes? Or no, not beans. Peanuts, Bean, obvi- yeah, peanuts, peanuts are, are also legumes. legumes. That's disturbing to me. Tammy just doesn't like having scientific knowledge about food. That's not true. Well, I'm here delivering this episode to you. Speaking of science, what are ramen noodles made out of? Well, <laughs> ramen noodles are made out of flour, water, salt, and kensui. Kensui is an alkaline solution. Made of 80% potassium carbonate and 20% baking soda or sodium bicarbonate. Mm. This Kansui, the alkaline solution, is about a 9 on the pH scale. I, which, if it's higher than 7, that means it's basic. Mm-hmm. So alkaline is something that is basic. basic. Yeah. I, I want to I wanna fight that because I don't remember that. But no, that's it. I also I I don't remember learning that in chemistry, but I also remember that uh maybe that alkaline might have been one of the words that like it's common use and scientific use are like just completely divorced from each other. So I I can't tell you off the cuff whether or not. Oh well, if it's a nine to, on the pH scale, it's a nine on the pH scale, which means it's pretty basic. Yeah. So so there we go. Is ramen healthy? Is ramen good for you? What do you think, Joe? All things in moderation. Well, I would agree with you. Ramen noodles are only as healthy as you make them. Ramen with lots of vegetables and a good source of protein can be a well-rounded meal. But ramen can be high in sodium. Salty. Salty, salty, delicious ramen. Just like, you know, just like chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. It's good for when you're sick. That's true. Well, I mean, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Including an egg in your ramen is a vegetarian-friendly way to increase the protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pausing because you love your egg. You always right. add an egg in. Yeah. This, I, I poach an egg in uh-huh. my ramen. Yeah. Not all ramen is created equally. 
So if you're trying to be, you know, health conscious, uh, your vegetable ramen soups are typically going to be lower in calories than something like tonkatsu ramen, which is pork. Jiro ramen is going to be the highest uh, in calories and everything because it's got extravagant toppings like fried shrimp and cheese. Well, I sure hope I sure hope people know that I'm not actually like real ramen connoisseur who knows all these words you're saying. No, what's hilarious about this is Joe's like a cup of noodles guy. The yeah. basic cup of noodles, throw a poached egg because it's easy. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who appreciates the culture. I'm the kind of person who appreciates a cheap and quick meal. Uh-huh. You and many others, Joe. I am the type to appreciate, I guess you could say, the culture of it. The wood fungus and all. How appreciable. Mm-hmm. wood fungus. <laughs> I mean, it tastes pretty good, but I just... I just don't like mushrooms. I like the flavor okay. It's more of a texture thing for me. So, and the fact that they're called wood fungus, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you don't, you hate knowing the names of things. I don't, no, no. Just like, just like I just wish they would have called it mushrooms. Even... Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Joe, do you think ramen expires? What, in what regard? I don't know. In what form? Of course, you can't just answer a simple you can't, question. Well, you make a, like the bowl of soup, right? And then you're, Cover it up with like saran wrap. Oh, that's funny. No, I'm just talking about the noodles. The, the, like the, a dry, like your cup noodle. A block? Yeah. Uh, well, shoot. That's like, I want to say like just, just off the cuff, maybe like three, four years. Just a long time, you know? Because you know, there's no moisture, right? What's going to spoil it? So true. Yeah. Well, ramen noodles are their shelf-stable food, you know, as long as they're not cooked or whatever, designed to last a long time. The expiration date on the packaging is going to tell you the best buy date. However, just it says best buy, not like it's going to make you sick. So your ramen noodles, they're going to be safe to eat for a lot longer than whatever it says the expiration date is. But the food is probably not going to taste as good. So your ramen is not going to taste as good. So your three-year-old pack of ramen noodles probably tastes a little bit like old cardboard. You'd really have to just do a quality taste check. It probably really depends. You want me to? What? You want <laughs> me to pursue the scientific method? You want me to? No. Buy some, unless buy a brick of ramen and let it sit for three years, and buy a fresh brick of ramen. <laughs> what if they change the recipe since then? Then it wouldn't be valid because I wouldn't be eating the same brick of ramen. And here Joe pointed out a clear way in which a scientific experiment would be foiled. But I think you're inventing barriers in your own mind. What do you... What you know what? I have an idea. Is that invalid? What, no, is no, no. what I said invalid? I know how you can find how you can make your own noodles that are exact to your scientific method. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm actually going to... This is a part that I was saving for the end, but I'm going to skip to... We're going to talk about the ramen museum. So at the Ramen Museum, the first Cup Noodles Museum opened in Japan in 1999 by Nissan Foods. A second museum later opened up in Yokohama, Japan. At the museum, you can create your own ramen noodles from scratch. Your own Cup Noodles from scratch. So, oh, they also offer 5,000 options of custom flavors. You can also check out um, the museum with optical illusions involving ramen noodles and... (laughs) <laughs> and a ramen themed playground. Right. This is if a, you're a kid. This is a museum. Yeah, the Cup Noodles Museum. Where Two they, of them. Where they like tell you about ramen history. Yeah. And they have ramen optical illusions. Yeah, noodle and illusion. A ramen playground. Noodle illusion. Yeah. Huh? I know. Shocking. So, 
going back to what you were saying about, you know, the recipe might be different or whatever. How could you make the scientific experiment happen? Well, you would just have to take two trips to Japan to ensure, like, if you're the one that's making the noodles, you can really ensure that it's the same recipe. What do you say? Well, strictly speaking, <laughs> they've already done the experiments to determine when the best pie date is. So I think I'll just take their word for it. Actually, you're so right. A better way to do it would just probably be to like yeah read the expiration date (laughs) anyway but you know if you're caught in a pickle like if you're a survivalist and those are the people who are wondering when did ramen noodles go bad you know like the doomsday preppers waiting for the zombie apocalypse you're making sure that your emergency stash kit of shelf stable food is ready to go for the zombie apocalypse they're the ones who are changing out their ramen every three years or more or less Changing out their ramen? Yeah, like, because they, like, you, survival, survivalists, like, the not survivalists, I'm thinking, like, doomsday preppers is what it, like, they're, like, wait, they're thinking something's going to happen, and so they store all this, like, shelf-stable food in the event that something like a zombie apocalypse happens, and every three years when it doesn't happen and their ramen goes bad, they have to go get new ramen. It's like a hobby. I mean, you just said it didn't go bad, right? It just stopped tasting as good. Well, yeah. I Yes, yeah. I guess I should say after it passes its best by date. Sure. I'm just giving an example of who might be curious about that information. Hmm. But that being said, let's move on to where is ramen from? Uh, Japan, perhaps? Yes. Given that the museums are in Japan? Yes. but it's Ramen noodles are from China and Japan. Uh, well... Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll tell anything you, from any country like in Southeast Asia it's gotta technically be, also comes from China. Basically. Right. Because the borders are made up. You know, the, China, China's got its fingers in every, it. It's everywhere. Everywhere took great influence from China because China was a very big and influential place. Noodles. No, no political boundaries. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Hence pasta. Yeah, so, but ramen noodles are different than pasta. Okay, the noodle recipe comes from China, and the popularity of the dish, I would credit it to Japan. I'm sure it was going in China as well, but my research, a lot of it was about Japan because the first ramen street was in Sapporo City, Japan in the 1960s. And this is like a whole row of ramen shops. Just all in one place? Yeah, ramen street. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that was like the first one. And then it, it just was like so popular. They kept opening up everywhere else. Just like Boba Tea. Remember when we talked about street. that? Yeah. And different. So there's different ramen streets. But that was just like the first really popular one. Multiple businesses. One street. Yeah. They're all competing on one street. Yeah, I know. I thought that was weird, too. I was like, Jeez. what's the point? But yeah, I think I think I looked up like a picture or something. I don't know. But I did. I did think it was weird. Like, I was like, why would you want to all go to the same place? That's some top quality ramen. Yeah. They all must have been pretty good. Okay. The instant noodles that we... Because ramen is one thing, right? But we're talking about the instant noodles. That's like what really made things go crazy popular because they're ready whenever you need them. So the instant noodles we know and love today were invented by Momofuku Ando, Ando, Ando in Osaka, Japan. Inspired by his wife frying tempura, Momofuku created his famous preserved noodle recipe using a deep fryer. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that noodle the. That's on the back of the packaging. Well, I don't eat them that often, so 
After his 1958 invention, the first cup noodle was produced in 1971. So 1971, and then in 1999, the museum opens. That's strangely recent. Yeah, 19 years of noodles, and you're like, hey, let's... I mean, you know what? I think it was like a whole cultural phenomenon, though. Like, ramen was happening before, like, this Momofuku person, they just, he just invented the preserved recipe. Ramen was already really popular, so it probably was, was yeah. like an amazing invention. Yeah, it's such a weird, it's so weird to think, like, yeah, no, instant noodles came from 1971. Because that's, you know, that's recent. In know? Asia. Yeah. Relatively speaking, it's recent. Well, food science, I mean, it's not, it's a processed food. Preserving yeah. foods is like, you know, it's not. That's true. It's it's old. It's old. The practice is old, right? Yeah. We have like, you know, soldiers, MREs and such, hmm? right? What? MREs. Yeah, meals ready to eat. Meals ready to eat. You know. No. Well, vaguely. I know like canning. You can can your food to preserve you know, it. You know, yeah. You well, can dehydrate general it. preservation you smoke it. stuff. But like... The MREs? You know, is it so strange to think like, you know, you'd be able to preserve... Like, you could have a brick of ramen in like the 50s or something. Like, that didn't doesn't sound too crazy. No, it and doesn't. Yet, and yet it's the 70s, which is... Well, I mean, I guess now that I consider it, right? That's like... <laughs> that's like... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, that's like 50 years back at this point, so maybe it is kind of starting to get old, but... Yeah. That's a lot... It feels... Yeah, I it's mean... A lot, it's still a lot later than you would expect it to be. I mean, I for disagree. For like something as simple as just deep frying your noodles. It's not... Okay, no, 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 okay. And well, okay, not as simple as deep frying your noodles, but... Listen, like, he invented the deep fried preserved noodles in 1958, but... Actually producing them in the cup of noodle that we know and love today, getting in the factory, you know, out to people in the stores, that's 1971. Yeah. So, yes, they were figuring out their noodle preservation tactics in the 1950s. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, yeah. Now the yeah. timeline's making a lot more sense. <laughs> okay, great. Good. It's still kind of, it's still weirdly late, though. 1958? I, well, I mean, well, weirdly, you mean that weirdly cavemen late to get weren't Oh, I don't even know about the globalization of ramen. I mean, a little bit. Is that not what this is about? Well, no, it is. <laughs> I guess it is, but I focus more on ramen in Japan. I, j I mean, cup noodle, yeah, I think it went to America. I didn't want to focus too much on just the company and like how the company expanded internationally. Mm. Um, instead of that, we're going to talk about the different types of ramen. So that way, when you go to a real ramen restaurant, instead of just eating your little cup noodles at home, you can make an informed decision. Okay. But ramen restaurants are so expensive. And They're so, so good. Cheap. It's true. It is true. But the, if you go to the restaurant, the noodles aren't I'm deep. I'm so good at making cup noodle, dude. <laughs> if you go to the restaurant, it's not deep fried. It's just soft, chewy noodle. QQ. <laughs> I like my ramen al dente. <laughs> okay, whatever. But, okay, even if you were... There's fancy types of ramens out there, too, though, like... like preserved instant noodles what i'm talking about like for example you could probably get a shoyu have you ever seen a shoyu a ramen in the like at the asian mart you'd have, probably have to go to the asian supermarket to find well, this I type sure, of i sure haven't but tonkatsu sure, 
I'm pretty sure they're in our pantry somehow. Yeah, that would be a Luke, our other brother yeah. situation. <laughs> Hi, Luke. If you're listening, just kidding. He's not. <laughs> 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 He's definitely not. Anyway, we're talking about Shoyu Ramen. I almost asked him to come on for this one, but he's the kind of little brother that's antagonizing, so I don't think he would be good on the podcast. Shoyu Ramen. A traditional ramen made with soy sauce. The broth is usually made with chicken and vegetables. This is pretty uh, typical. Shoyu soy sauce. Tonkatsu is made with pork bone. The process of making tonkatsu pork broth takes several hours. It is so good. It is so good. And the broth is so creamy and delicious because the bones, the pork bone, <laughs> the oh gosh, the pork bones are boiled down until the collagen and fat make a thick, creamy, delicious broth. Then we have miso. Miso is a fermented soybean paste used in many Japanese dishes. Miso paste is high in vitamin K and probiotics. Miso ramen was first served in uh, Marito Omiya's. Omaya's Ramen Shop in 1954 on O-M-I-Y-A. Probably Omiya. Omiya. I mean, yeah, that was my first guess. Anyway, in Omiya's Ramen Shop in 1954 on the original Ramen Street. Uh, Two more types. So we got Jiro Ramen. I mentioned it earlier. Do you remember Jiro Ramen? No. It's this extravagant toppings like cheese and fried shrimp. Jiro ramen is characterized by being over the top with ingredients like cheese and huge portion sizes. Ramen Jiro was invented by chef Yamada Takumi shortly after he opened up his first ramen shop in 1968. So see how it's what's interesting to me is like, I mean, I guess we're all we're just talking about one country, but it's like these chefs are like really credited with like making innovations with ramen. Well, who? You think they just appeared out of nowhere? No, you but... You think in a freak accident, someone spilled their cottage cheese into their ramen, and <laughs> they were like, this is genius, who did that? And no one wanted to raise their hand. Or everyone raised their hand, and then they couldn't give, give credit to anyone. Well, honestly, you know what I would love to know about is just cheese in Japan, because that's not a typical... They're not... Yeah, no. Cheese... Actually, you know what? I did read somewhere. I think cheese is like a Korean influence. It's like Korean food that starts fusing cheese into things but yeah i'm like what the cows they didn't that's not that's like a that's an anglo-saxon european thing to milk cows and make cheese anyway ramen jiro chef yamada takumi yeah he opens his ramen shop ramen jiro is famous uh chef yamada opened a new ramen shop near a university the students wanted cheap and large portions of ramen, so Chef Yamada indulged the students and began profiting off of the add-ons for his ramen. And he's incredibly correct for this. So he did what everybody does now when they charge you a dollar extra for extra meat or extra corn. You want bean sprouts. You want wood fungus. It's a dollar extra for each topping that you want. So yeah, Chef Yamada was really successful, and then he hired his students as workers. Not his students. The students. He hired the students as workers to open even more restaurants after all of his success. And that's the story of how Jiro Ramen became to be. Hungry college students fed by chef. Hungry college students fed by ramen, a tale as old as 1971. Yep. 1968. 1968 is when he opened his shop. Yeah. But it was probably still happening. But I'm just, listen, I'm just clarifying. Okay. Last type of ramen we're going to talk about is Shio Ramen. Shio means salt. 
Shio ramen broth is the lightest of all ramen broths characterized by the translucent color. I've had, I've never actually seen this one. Well, like, like translucent, like watery broth? No, it's not watery. It's like a golden, like a pale yellow. Like really pale though. Not as like if you were to get like a regular, uh, sh- what was the first time? The shoyu ramen that it won't add. No, I'll show you. Like even if you got chicken shoyu, it's got soy sauce in it. You know what I mean? So I would say shio ramen looks the most maybe like chicken broth, just regular. Mm. But shio ramen broth can be flavored using chicken, fish, pork, or, you know, vegetables even. Just, it just has salt. It's just salty. It's that MSG. <gasps> oh my God. I didn't even talk about MSG until right now. Hey, Tammy, what's MSG? Oh, well, it stands for modi- mo- <laughs> I can't even Modio sodium Monosodium maybe. glutamate, and it's really delicious. And I guess we'll have to talk about it in another episode because uh, we're hitting the 30-minute mark here. And I still have to tell you, Joe, yeah. some unexpected ways to ramen. Okay. So here's some, before we talked about popular ramen toppings, yeah. this is not popular, but these are some like I said, unexpected ways to ramen. You could use your ramen to make carbonara, which is a type of pasta, but you're using uh, ramen noodles instead. Carbonara pasta usually has eggs, cheese, bacon, and pepper in it, and peas. Well, I mean, at that point, just ramen and meatballs, baby. (laughs) Yeah, spaghetti spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, okay. You can make lasagna using your ramen. Any type of pasta dish, like you just suggested. Yeah. Get ready for this next one. Yeah. A, a ramen quesadilla. I guess the noodles are just inside. I think I, I think I did that one. Right. You've done that one? Yeah. How? Noodles in egg, uh, and then you fry it. Noodle and egg. Are the noodles cooked? And, yeah. Okay, you boil the noodles. Boil you noodles. cook them with some egg. Yeah, boil the noodles, whisk egg. Noodles whisk egg. in egg. Noodles in egg. Fry noodles. Fry noodle. Cheese. Cheese. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, indulgent, yummy. That probably wasn't like super descriptive for No, I see. Well, I was just wondering, so there's no actual tortilla involved. No. (laughs) The ramen is... I guess, I mean, well, like, if you did involve tortilla, then you're probably skewing closer to like taco, probably. Well, I thought a ramen quesadilla would just be like a tortilla with ramen and cheese inside of it, just like a chicken quesadilla. But no, you're replacing the tortilla. Yeah, that could also, that could be perfectly... I mean, they're well. both, yeah, really, it's up to the consumer. <laughs> okay, anyway, the last one I think is so shocking. Noodle salad. Yeah. Like mayonnaise with your ramen. I... Pot, like pasta salad, but it's ramen salad. Yeah. You done that one too? No, I will not. Next Thanksgiving. But... No, I don't think you cook the ramen on that one. I think it's just, you know, you sub out your croutons for ramen well again uncooked ramen place. no i don't think i think that would be too sane that would be too it would make too much sense i think it's i think they're talking about cooking the noodles I and think like a pasta salad i think you're very greatly exaggerating how insane ramen salad is i f- wait what do you mean i'm i think ramen salad is a pretty normal thing <laughs> i don't support pasta salad because it's not a salad well, there you go. You're just close-minded about it. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll admit that's me being close-minded. <laughs> okay. Back to the trivia questions. Here we go. Number one, Joe. The secret ingredient in ramen noodles is what? Is it? The alkaline. A- yeah. The al- alkaline, alkaline solution. solution. 
Yeah, or also known as Kensui. Number two, which of the following is not a popular ramen topping? Cheese, wood fungus, peanut butter, or jellyfish? Jellyfish. Jellyfish, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Not to say you can't put it in your ramen. Just let Not no to one say else it's will. not going to take take off. <laughs> <laughs> it could. Okay, number three, the one that I actually didn't answer. Oops, but we you got it right the first time anyway. MSG stands for monosodium glutamate. Nice. And that's an ingredient that's usually in ramen. So if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Cozy Rainbow NB. You can also send us an email, the ramen story, or, you know, Send us, a, send us a bowl of ramen via email. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm maybe sure it'll it's, smell lovely. Yeah, well, yeah. It tastes divine. <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you like in your ramen? Send us an email, cozyrainbownv at gmail.com. Let's see. Oh, if you want, like, scaffolded notes, an active listening guide, a transcript of this episode, you can visit our Teachers Pay Teacher store or website at www.cozyrainbow.org. All right, everybody. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.